Robertson. Hey, Ben, this is David Duchovny. Twin Peaks is over 30 years old. There's so much more to learn about Twin Peaks. I, we recommend you pick up our book, Twin Peaks Unwrap the Book, to find out even more about the show that you love. We have tons of great stuff. We have over 100 interviews. We have commentary from the community. We have us. We have some great photos that have never been seen by most folks. I think if you're a diehard Twin Peaks fan, you're going to absolutely love this book, and you will definitely learn something new. So pick it up at bluerosemag.com. Thank you for your interest and for your enthusiasm and, and keeping Twin Peaks alive. I've got idea Welcome to Twin Peaks Unwrapped. I'm your host, Ben Durant, and beside me is... Brian Kasaska. And we are here to give you another stellar episode of Twin Peaks Unwrapped. Like I say, every week we have the best show. This is the best show! Last week it was good, but this is going to be even better. <laughs> I'm very excited about this. Uh, something you've been wanting to do for a very long time. Yeah, I'm always like saying, how can we connect more with our our listeners? Like, how are there other ways? Like, if I had, if social I had, media is not enough for Ben. It's not enough. Social <laughs> media is not enough. I want to somehow bring us all on this this train called the podcast. I want us to all be included. If I if I had my way, I would have like a hundred people on the show at once. And all talking all, at once. <laughs> that would be terrible. But we're talking about doing um, where you can do voice messages, where you can call our number mm-hmm. and you can leave us messages. You can leave us feedback. You can ask questions. Just say and, hi. Yeah, and Brian and I will look him over, and you might be on our show. You might get on it. Yeah, we we'd like to play him at the end of each show, maybe. Yeah, part of our feedback. So you know, yeah. we already have the uh, email, and we've got. Uh, <laughs> of course, you can always do it on Twitter or Facebook. There's all sort of different ways you can send us messages. iTunes, mm-hmm. you know, that rating review. A lot of times we read the reviews on the show. So here's a whole another way you can be on the show. You call our number. It's one eight. Six six eight unwrap. That's eight six six eight eight six nine seven two seven. That's eight six six eight unwrap. That's awesome. So people can call and you just leave a message and we'll get it. And if we deem it cool enough, uh, this would be cool to play in the show. We'll play it on the show. Yeah. Very exciting. Great. And it's funny because. I don't know if you ever watched Attack of the Show on G4. They used to do this. They had a, it was a Google number. Ah. And this was a long time ago. Yeah. And people would call up and they would play it. It was like you leave a voice message for them and you, you they would play it. It reminds me of faxing a little bit. It's, a li- <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like. <laughs> like it, or paging. You, yeah, you or paging. Your own pa- pager that you, you get. <laughs> It's it's great, but it almost feels like a step backwards because we're so connected with everything. Yeah, leaving a voice message it doesn't sound as um, cool. But I think in this instance, when you're on a show, a podcast, it's to get your voice onto the show, possibly. Which totally, is really cool. Yeah, and I think and I think yeah. listeners love to hear from other people, and there's something yeah. special about that. We're discussing Twin Peaks, which was a '90s show, so it makes some sense to use old technology. I or, think we should get a fax machine, Ben. <laughs> We're going to do faxes. You can fax us at. 
That would be cool, huh? Uh, no, but this is a great idea, Ben. I'm really happy you did this. The community's gonna love it, and um, I'm I'm really excited to hear what other people are going to say. So you know what time it is? Is it log lady time? It's log lady time. So, Brian, we are finally entered the second season <laughs> of Twin Peaks with the Log Lady. This is exciting. So, like we've said, we're gonna start. We're gonna be doing three of her intros. We'll do episode eight, nine, and ten today. Hello again. Can you see through a wall? Can you see through human skin? X-ray see through solid or so-called solid objects. There are things in life that exist, and yet our eyes cannot see them. Have you ever seen something startling that others cannot see? Why are some things kept from our vision? Is life a puzzle? I am filled with questions. Sometimes my questions are answered. In my heart, I can tell if the answer is correct. I am my own judge. In a dream, are all the characters really you? Different aspects of you? Do answers come in dreams? One more thing. I grew up in the woods. I understand many things because of the woods. Trees standing together growing alongside one another, providing so much. I chew pitch gum. On the outside, let's say of the ponderosa pine, sometimes pitch oozes out. Runny pitch is no good to chew. Hard, brittle pitch is no good. But in between these exists a firm, slightly crusted pitch with such a flavor. This is the pitch I chew. This could have been like three uh, log lady intros. She she packs a lot in there. Those are heavy. I mean, yeah. She's talking about this whole x-ray and can you see through solids? And I think she's still talking about uh, Leland being possessed in a way that mm. like, you know, what, what's what's on the inside? And well, it's, it, it always goes back to that debate, right? Is it is the evil that men do? And can you look on the heart and the soul of a person, or, or do you, you only see the appearance of what's on the outside? Yeah. She says, have you ever seen something startling that others cannot see? Sure. I mean, I think sometimes someone will see something or walk into a place and feel something that others do not. Mm-hmm. And I meet someone new, and I'll have, and I'll be with someone else, and Sometimes the other person will get a different kind of uh, feed from that person than I got, mm. or where I'm oblivious to it. And they're like, you didn't notice that? No. Or I'll be like, did you notice that? And right. Like, no. It is weird. I think people have different senses. And totally. Cooper, Cooper is someone who picks up on things so quickly and easily with just the small little hints. 
Episode eight, Cooper's been shot and he sees a giant in his room. And of course, nobody else sees that. Yeah. <laughs> and I love Albert, you know, he, have you been smacking on the local mushrooms and stuff <laughs> that like, you know, he's talking about seeing a giant. And this is the, this is the episode where another, uh, it's like another puzzle is presented to Cooper. Three puzzles, right? We've got, we've got the uh, smiling bag. The owls are not what they, they seem. seem. Without chemicals, he points. Points. But Leland, being someone that nobody would have ever foreseen being mm. the killer. You no, know, Jacoby's in the hospital in this episode. But he thought he was going to see Laura. And it was really Maddie underneath. And he didn't know it. He, he, he didn't see that. This is when Donna starts trying to be someone else, too. She starts playing this whole, I want to be like Laura. A bad girl. A bad girl. Right. So it's a lot of people being other people. Margaret, it's always very nice to see you. But if you're going to spit your sticky pitch gum out in the diner, would you please use an ashtray and not the counter or the booth like you did last time? I'll have a bear claw. She chews pitch gum, and there's this run-on... Uh, feud between Norma and the log lady where, <laughs> where the log lady is chewing gum and then she just sticks it places. I, I think I think one time she just spits it out. Yes. <laughs> just, like, just chewing it. Like how that, first, you're, first of all it's disrespectful in general but then you're in a restaurant in a public place with other people. As above so below the human being finds himself or herself in the middle there is as much space outside the human, proportionately, as inside. Stars, moons, and planets remind us of protons, neutrons, and electrons. Is there a bigger being walking with all the stars within? Does our thinking affect what goes on outside us and what goes on inside us? I think it does. Where does creamed corn figure into the workings of the universe? What really is creamed corn? Is it a symbol for something else? Ah, the age-old question. <laughs> what does creamed corn really mean? And we learned that through Fire Walk With Me. I mean, and this is 1993. If we've watched everything, we watched the movie, we know that it's about pain and sorrow that the cream corn is. Yeah. But this is the episode with <laughs> David Lynch's son. Uh, he's studying magic, and he has the cream corn in his hand. Uh, I guess when you don't like something, that would represent pain and sorrow. Yes. As above, so below, the human beings find him or herself in the middle because it kind of has that... Out of body, multiple, you could call it multiple universes, or you can call it like a, a theory where today we're doing a podcast, me and you, but in a different universe, me and you would be doing a podcast on some other show yes. or slightly differences. I don't know. There's so many things and theories, but it's very interesting. Very intriguing. It also yeah. makes me think of a between two worlds, like, yes. You know, yeah, the whole idea that the spirits are in between the spirit world and the living. Think about this. This is weird. I'm watching Twin Peaks. That uh, is pretty weird. For, <laughs> that is weird. For my third time, I noticed that Leland's jacket, I believe in the pilot episode, could be wrong in the episode. Is it called the Chevron? It's called the zigzag Yeah, the pattern. Chevron, right? The Chevron. I don't think I've noticed this. His suit is has the Chevron, right? Yeah. And the floor of, of the red room. room has Chevron. Then 
we have the red curtains that are in the cabin mm-hmm. where there's music always in the air. In the red room, we have red curtains. We have music in the air, obviously. The little man dances. Leland just can't stop dancing. Mm. This is definitely Mark Frost doing this, I think. But you have this, like, so you have the spirit world, and then there's a counterpart to the in the reality world. Yeah, a, it's like a blurred line. Yeah. So in Firewalk With Me, above the convenience store mm. represents, because we're in a different place, and that represents something else. Right, and, and of course in the show, that they had a convenience store right next to the vet. And, and and that's where they found the twine, and the twine is the exact same twine that was Laura Palmer was tied up in. Yes. But it was like there is a physical, there is an actual physical place. And then it, it's almost like our brain can't handle what the spiritual world is, so we use things that we would understand. Like mm-hmm. we understand what a convenience store is, and they had a meeting there. And I don't know, is that really a convenience store, or is that just our interpretation of what the spirit world is? Yeah, just like the Red Room is an interpretation of what's going on in Twin Peaks during this sh- the time period. Mm. Does our thinking affect what goes on outside of us and what goes on inside of us? I think it does. I agree with that statement. Right. Yeah. And I there's definitely... There, Twin Peaks definitely has a lot of things where we we think about it, we dream it, and then it becomes a reality. And I do love the whole Red Room. or even Both that thing between Cooper and Laura, they dreamt about the Red Room, and then it became a reality where they actually were both in the Red Room, and they both... Yes. You yeah. know... It's like lost. Like they all, it, they met um, in purgatory, right? Yeah. So this, yeah, two people uh, collectively, their conscience are coming together to mm. create something they can meet. Right. So if you, and they can save each other, maybe. Yes. Yeah. And sort of like in Lost, all the characters said to themselves, we will all meet again. Mm. And they met in this place. And, you know, if you go to the religious aspect, it was the purgatory place or, I, or a, heaven. Or the I, heaven. Yeah. They met at the church. But it was all a collective. They all wanted to see each other one last time. Mm. And they kind of felt like that place manifested itself to represent everybody coming together. Right. And it was a church. And in Twin Peaks, Laura was in the cabin with the red the drapes. Right. A safe place for her? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, it, it could be a safe place, right? In some ways, I mean, I, I wish I could think of a podcast I was listening to. Because her home it, wasn't a safe place. No, but I was I was listening to one of the one of our friends of the Twin Peaks podcast, and they were talking about how, you know, it's weird to think, but Leo and Jacques in some way were like family and Renette, where it was like, it was like a f- safe place. I mean, I can't understand it because they were doing a lot of drugs, and they seemed mm. like they were... They did some things. But escapism. But it was escapism. So what if, yeah, what if, like, when she was in this, she would just look at those red curtains and, and she would go into another place and she would feel... She's getting high. Peace. and she'd she's be a, Right. Yeah. She was high, too. So that would... Uh, and she would just look at those red drapes and think, I'm in another world. I'm in the red room. Yes. You know, and she... Uh, I think you're there onto is a, something. There is then. a whole theory that I, I this agree. whole thing could just be Laura's dream, or like you know, we live inside a dream. And I don't, I do not want it, the whole sh- series no, to be no. a dream. I don't think it's a dream, uh, but I, I don't think we'd go that direction. But I do like that theory that um, this place represents that room. 
that cabin. And it was out in the woods, out of nowhere, too. So it wasn't like anybody knew about it. It was like a secret place. Yes. That's that's a great point. That's great. That is an excellent point because when you think about the sycamore trees and the the only way to get into the Red Room is through those, at least that I know, really through the sycamore trees or through a gateway or something like that. But that that the Red Room is actually in the woods and so is in this cabin. I I like Uh, that. Yeah. Ah, Interesting. Letters are symbols. They are building blocks of words which form our languages. Languages help us communicate. Even with complicated languages used by intelligent people, misunderstanding is a common occurrence. We write things down sometimes, letters, words, hoping they will serve us and those with whom we wish to communicate. Letters and words calling out for understanding. So she's talking about letters. I, of course, jumped to letters under the fingernail. And in this oh, episode, yeah, yeah. Cooper finds a B under Renette's fingernail. Yeah. What did the B stand for? Well, the whole thing was st- stood for Robertson, oh, son okay. of Robert. But I mean, I mean, at least I think that's if we use, I think that would have been the case. I remember in the uh, European... Uh, pilot, that's what I think that it said it there, but I'm pretty sure it was going to spell his name Robertson. Yeah. Or it could have just been Robert because you don't even need the S O N, do no. you? So that's the log lady. We finally got <laughs> into the second season here. Now it's time for Who's in Twin Peaks? Brian, this is Who's in Twin Peaks. This is sad news that we recently learned of Warren Frost, Mark Frost's father, passed away. Yeah. That's really sad. He was 91 years old. He had a a 50-year career on stage and screen. You probably remember him from Seinfeld. Yes, yes. yes. Of course, I never met him, but he seemed like the nicest guy. I mean, maybe just the way he betrayed himself on TV. Yeah, he must felt like uh, on Twin Peaks. You just felt like he was a. He came across as a nice person. Yeah, his character was. But you almost right. felt like that character was almost like just him. Yeah, you know. Just, yeah, and I still my favorite performance was uh, from the missing pieces of Firewalk with Me. That whole scene of of him telling Laura that the angels haven't left him. And it was just, a, it was a beautiful scene. Uh, this isn't a prescription. It's a secret message for Laura. The angels will return. And when you see the one that's meant to help you, you will weep with joy. love that and so so it's so sad that that we lost him and yet he gets to be in the new series of twin peaks thank god yeah. for david lynch to get these people on early i mean it's sad to say that it's like the the cast of twin peaks is I mean, slowly going away. I know. I mean, ninety-one. I mean, that's, that's a pretty good. I want to live ninety. I hope to live oh, that long. Yeah. God, I hope uh, we all. So, Brian, what will Doc Hayward be doing in Twin Peaks? I I think we're gonna see him at least once. It's saying on IMDb one episode. Mm. And I don't. And I always say I never believe that. But yeah, but 
I feel like we're going to see him in one episode at least, and I feel like he's going to be a grandfather, and I think he's going to be happy, and it's going to be the Will Hayward we we know and love from the mm. original series. And, you know, I maybe he's going to give some advice to somebody. I, yeah. I don't really know what he's going to do. I mean, he, he would be retired in this scenario, in this oh, new... Does he have to be? Um, I would think he would be, too. I would be. He would, would be retired. So. Right. He'd be fishing. Well, if he's a dad, does that mean his one or more of his daughters will be in Twin Peaks? Do we know of Donna? We don't know of Donna. We always we always wonder about that. We don't. As far as I know, neither of the Donnas, the Firewalk with Me Donna, or the Donna from the series, is casted in this. So we could be getting a new Donna. <laughs> but technically, come to find out in season two, Donna's not his biological. That's true. Daughter. A couple actresses that, to me, look like they could be a Donna. Donna will be there in some way. We do know that Alicia Witt will be in, in the new series as well, and she played Gersten Hayward. Yeah. So, I'm so gonna... and, and like, we remember from the beginning of season two where she was playing the piano, and we yeah. have <laughs> Leland say, let's get happy. Yeah, yeah. So I want to believe that she will, at least, at least Doc Hayward will have one of his daughters there. Well, Mark Frost did... You know, he did break the news to everybody, and I do remember everybody reposting in the community. It was um, mm, this is like February seventeenth. We're lucky that we get to see him one more time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it's so this special. Is, it is very special. I think it's weird to say this, but I feel like Twin Peaks came back at the right time mm. for a lot of people, right. and I think the cast getting these people together one last time. Right. Unfortunate events happened. Uh, to some of the cast members, but yeah. um, I think it's going to be so great to have the fans see these people yeah. one last time. one last time. Hi, Ben. This is Dominique. So you were at the South by Southwest Twin Peaks event. How was that? Oh, wow. It was so cool. Um, they just treated us like royalty. Were you one of the uh, super fans? I mean, it would be cool to have just gone anyways, um, not as that part of it. You know, that's what I thought I was going to do. Mm. Um, I entered their Twitter contest and where they said, write us if you want to go to this party. So I thought I was just entering to get to attend. But they actually selected about, there were about 12 of us, hmm. 12 to 15. Yeah. And uh, we got to go in early. They they planned a lot of stuff around. <laughs> <laughs> I cosplayed uh, like Laura Palmer and um, Lil from Firewalk with me. And I've had a Twin Peaks themed birthday, and oh, I've wow. been to Snoqualmie. Like, oh, and I collect a lot of like memorabilia and official merchandise, and I have a Twin Peaks tattoo. So I kind of entered by just posting pictures. Clearly, really into it. That's <laughs> so awesome. That's cool. Where we arrived, and we went into the lodge. So it's it's a bar. But they turned it in to look like the Great Northern. Cool. And so it was like a little taxidermy and mm. would be Very cool. Very cool. And so there, there's also a picture out there where there was some uh, memorabilia and you were you were holding on to an access guide. That was mine that I brought. Ah. So 
I brought some stuff because I was hoping we could meet Kyle McLaughlin and get some stuff signed, and we did. Awesome. And we didn't know he was going to be there. I mean, I heard rumors. So after the photo booth, we got swag bags. Then they took us outside to where the bands play, and they call it the Red Room. And um, then they had Kyle come out and, like, meet each one of us, and we Uh all got to take professional photo with him. (laughs) We were just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what was that like, actually meeting Kyle? Oh, he was just really polite, and it was just really nice, and just a surprise. It was a treat, because I thought I was just coming to go to this themed party for this super fan little section of it. They really were, like, taking care of us. (laughs) That's so cool. And he secretly signed something for my boyfriend and I. Nice. Like, we all get autographs, but we were like... Do you want to let people know how you can follow you? I'm uh, at Miss Dummy on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Wow, we're in for a, we're in for a treat tonight. How's everybody doing? All right? Good. I have my moment as a rock star. It's very exciting. Hi, it's Jordan. Hey, Jordan. Were you one of that got to be invited to the Twin Peaks house? Uh, yes, I was, actually. And uh, the tweet that actually got me in was I said, um, the new Twin Peaks is premiering on my birthday, which is um, May 21st, mm-hmm. and I'm having a Twin Peaks watch party. And still nothing, but a few days later, I got a message from Showtime saying, oh, would you like to be one of the first ones in? And so that's how that worked out. That is awesome. That is so cool. Congratulations. Can you walk yeah, us? Thanks. Can you walk us through, like, what was your day like? I got there about... Three hours, three or four hours early, uh, the events officially started at 2. I got there at around 10 a.m. just to uh, be one of the mm-hmm. first ones in line. When we got there, they were still um, setting up. They had a double R uh, little like pop-up cafe yeah. outside, and um, that was going to be catered by uh, Voodoo Donuts. They were going to do um, some specialty Twin Peaks donuts. So when I got there, they were still setting that up. We got in line. It was cool because uh, while we were there, you know, I was able to take pictures of uh, the front of the venue. I uh, got to see um, the girls come up dressed in uh, the, the diner uh, waitress uniforms, which was really cool. Yeah. And uh, they had um, specialty donuts. The one I got was um, chocolate-covered and it was cherry-filled. <laughs> it had the owl cave symbol on it. Cool. It's great that you got there early because I heard that the line went really long. I mean, it was a really long line to get in. Super long. And uh, one of the nice things was um, about winning that invitation was technically officially uh, like a South by Southwest uh, showcase. So it's one of those things where they give a preference badge holders first. Hmm. And uh, I don't have one of those. So one of the perks of that invitation was getting to go in early. They invited us, just the the group of us who had gotten the invitation inside early. They gave us tote bags with uh, a bunch of free merch, a lot of it is the stuff you can get on the Showtime website. It's crazy the amount of stuff they gave us for free. And then after that, we actually got surprised by um, Kyle McLaughlin, 
wow. uh, came in and he said hi individually to all of us, <laughs> and we got to take unofficial photo with him. Oh man, uh, my heart was really racing, you know, just to be actually talking to Dale Cooper. All I could really say was like, oh, like hi, like uh, you know, it was a pleasure to meet you and stuff. And he he was super friendly. Uh, one of the fans there was dressed as um, Audrey Horn, and uh, <laughs> it was cool. She got to, you know talk to him for quite a long time. So you had a great experience. I mean, it, it sounded a lot of fun. Oh yeah, definitely getting to meet uh, new Twin Peaks fans. This is the first Twin Peaks event that I've ever really been to. You know, it was, it was really cool. I've, I've never had the opportunity to go to the festival, so that yeah. it was something special, like getting to meet so many people who enjoyed the show like the same way I do. Well, that is so awesome. Is there anything else you want to share with us before you go? Um, I just want to say that I really love you guys' podcast. Um, I'm a big listener. I'm not up to date yet, but um, I'm currently working my way up, and I'm a really big fan of uh, what you guys are doing. And it means so much for me to be able to be on this. It, it's on, it's honestly like almost as amazing as going to the Twin Peaks event. Like I, re- oh. I really like your podcast. Oh, thank you very much. I, that means a lot and stuff. It was great to have you on, and I I'm jealous that you got to go to this event and you got to meet Kyle. And uh, what what an amazing uh, thing that you got. Definitely, yeah. It was really Really special. So we're on the phone with Sarah and Skyler. They were at the South by Southwest specifically, I think, for Twin Peaks. Is that right? Yes, we lined up. They had a they had uh, an event where they had some vendors in a recreation of the Double R Diner, and we went out to get donuts. I actually went out for pie and coffee. Sarah, you dressed up. You were at cosplay. Can you share with us who you dressed up as? Sure, I was Audrey Horn. We heard about the event a couple, about a, about a week ago or a little bit more. So Tuesday, I actually cosplayed ahead of time and we went to check out the bar just to kind of see and get a feel for things. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew who I was or why I was. They didn't even know I was cosplaying. Nobody understood. One of the patrons was like, oh my God, you're Audrey Horn. But nobody else knew what was going on. I took a couple pictures and we went home. I posted the pictures on Showtime social media and on Twin Peaks social media, and we just kind of left it at that. And today we showed up again, and we went, we went and started in this massive line mm-hmm. that was cut up around two blocks, and wow. we just stood and waited. One of the ladies from Showtime was taking a video for their Instagram, and she recognized me from Twitter. They recognized Sarah and pulled us into the VIP. Because I looked like Audrey. Wow. So it it pays to uh, dress up at some of these events. Yep. I, I, any chance I get to cosplay for any event, I, I throw a costume on and go. Um, this one was especially fun because Skylar is such a huge Twin Peaks fan. Mm-hmm. When we met three years ago, he was like, you have to watch this show. And we binge watched from the beginning to the end of the movie. And he was a diehard fan from the beginning. It was great. They kind of surprised us. They They had a bunch of really kind of hardcore Twin Peaks fans there, and they uh, brought Kyle in. And Sarah, I don't know if you know that there's there's video out there of you guys uh, meeting Kyle McLaughlin, and I believe, Sarah, you says, we're not worthy. Is, was that you saying that? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> that was awesome. I would probably say the same thing. I don't usually get starstruck. I, I felt a little starstruck. He walked in, and he kissed me on the cheek, and I feel like normally if he kissed me, Skylar might have a heart attack, but I think that he was, he was more struck than anything. Uh, it, and it was really cool when he walked in, he, he looked at Sarah and immediately said, hey, Audrey. And so was that probably the highlight of your day, was meeting Kyle? It was. It was really it was really interesting. It was really nice. He was a really nice guy. He was really just down to earth and, and normal. He didn't, didn't seem like I was meeting an actor. Hmm. Sarah got to meet David Nevins, I believe his name was. The president of Showtime. Yeah. Yeah, he walked up and said, hi, Sarah, I'm David Nevins. I run Showtime. 
I didn't even know what that meant. He just, he, it stuck. he was just another guy. When we left, I was like, oh, I'm going to send him a tweet. I went to send him a tweet, and he wasn't on Twitter. Sarah and Skyler, how can people follow you? Oh, I'm X-O-S-A-R-A-X-O on Twitter or Instagram. Awesome. And I'm Sky Thomas, S-K-Y-T-H-O-M-A-S on both as well. Thank you. Thank you. It was nice talking to you. Brian, did you see that uh, Entertainment Weekly cover? Did I? I saw it 10 times over. <laughs> Twitter had it everywhere. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. What a day. What a week. Featured story, Entertainment Weekly. You got not one, not two, but three very special covers. Yeah, the covers, Entertainment Weekly for this week is featuring Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. They've got three collector c- covers. We got one cover with Big Ed. Nadine and James. Uh-huh. Then we got another cover with David Lynch, Laura Palmer, Cooper, and Audrey. And I, this is probably my uh, this is my favorite cover, of course, because we got Audrey yeah. resting on Cooper. Yeah, yeah. And you got David Lynch, and you got Laura Palmer. I mean, you can't beat that cover. That's going to be the probably the most popular cover. Yeah. Then the third one is kind of like the Double R Diner people. There we yep. got Shelly, Norma, and Bobby. Yep. And each cover is represented by a famous item. Made famous by Twin Peaks. You have the owl, you have the donut, and you have the pie. That's something very special on the David Lynch cover that a lot of people noticed, the blue rose. Blue rose. It's a mystery, the uh, the unsolved mystery. That's something from Firewalk With Me, and that's something we have read that Lynch said, Firewalk With Me is, is p- canon in a way. It's part of this. We're going to return to Gordon Cole's blue rose cases. Yeah, and Laura Palmer is wearing her dress that she was in the Red Room. Yeah, the Black Lodge uh, dress, the black dress. Yes. That both her and I believe Maddie both wore. Two of the same. Yep, doppelganger. Entertainment Weekly, they got the hype train going all Mm. aboard. Not only did we get these cool covers, we got some photos. So for this segment about talking about the photos, we actually had on the phone... Jubal and Carl from Counter Esperado. Hey, to geek out for a second, you guys see those Entertainment Weekly pictures? Yes. yes. We. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it's been a crazy day. Yeah. It's been a crazy yeah. day with a uh, with pictures and the video. Vi- vi- yeah, People Magazine, which is I think it's a sister uh, company yeah. of Entertainment Weekly, has forty minutes of video. It's a they a retrospect that takes you through the whole series. Yeah. With the current ca- with the cast, it's going to be in season three with them, yeah. and then it takes you about the last five minutes are talking about what you know season three. Well, uh, I saw um, first I saw those three covers, and then I saw a link to about nine more pictures where we have Andy and Lucy. For some reason, seeing Andy and Lucy had the most impact on me than all any of them because they're sitting there. She's still sitting there at the desk, and he has his uh, his deputy, you know, uniform on, and he has his he has his arm around her, and it's just like, oh, that is, uh, you know, that would kind of choke me up a little bit. Do you guys think she's still <laughs> yeah. pregnant? <laughs> 25 years later, she's like, I'm still going to have that baby, Andy. It could be yours. Oh. She's dangling it over him. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Lucy, I'm starting to think that maybe you've been lying to me. <laughs> that was a great impression. Wow. That, that, I thought he was on the phone. <laughs> Andy? <laughs> Andy, is that you? Wow, that's the best impression I've ever heard. And it would, it would, Andy, it would take him 25 years to yeah. hit me up. Wait a minute. There's something not right here. 
I'm a whole damn town. So that is some creepy shit to hear behind you. Yes. Denise? Denise and, was mine. Is she in a courtroom or something? But that, looks like she's a lawyer. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I'm sure that some characters have moved on. I'm, I'm kind of have this feeling that every the, a lot of the people in Twin Peaks haven't really moved on much. Like, they're sort of still stuck. But anybody, any of the satellite characters like Denise probably has had a long and storied career, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I, I just have this sense. I have the sense that P, that Twin Peaks is sort of stuck, you know. I think in a lot of ways, Twin Peaks is kind of stuck in an eddy of time, and mm-hmm. that makes sense for it. Just it makes sense for Gordon Cole to, to become a deputy director of the FBI. Mm. Um, right. They have he had not take conference calls from the next room though, because he comes through the wall at the right volume. <laughs> nice so true oh. yeah what else was there there's, I think there's a picture of Albert and uh, Gordon yep. Cole yeah 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 Albert and Gordon yep. Cole and Hawk Deputy Hawk yes cool. I, okay the one thing that is bothering me why is James bald I mean this isn't balding this is shaved my head bald did James join yeah. a gang and he's now like? He's always been part of the gang. He's he was part of the book. No, but board. now he's like <laughs> it's a different yeah. kind of gang. I mean, why is he bald? Is he like? Is he gonna have some a real edge to him now? Like he was always sad. Yeah. Sad James. Uh, I have three theories. Yes, let's hear him. I will tell you three theories about that. Oh yeah. One, he's a cancer survivor. Hmm. <laughs> okay. He has just finished a 20-year stint in the military and now has his shit together. Ooh, I like that one. <laughs> I like that one a lot. Three, he's been abducted by a white supremacist called Andrew We also know that Norma is still at the diner and Shelly is still at the diner. Mm-hmm. And on the yeah. cover... You guys noticed the blue rose. I'm sure everybody's noticed the blue rose. That knows yeah. Well, it depends the blue on rose. what cover you're talking yeah. about. There was three covers. You know what cover. The, the best cover with David Lynch on it. <laughs> and I love the look on David Lynch's face where he's just like, you guys better not spoil anything. There's David Lynch talking to James Marsh. And, and who's out on the left? Right. There's a, there's a young kid on the left. It there. could be James's boyfriend. <laughs> It could be James. It could be a a younger clone too, with better hair. Yes, yes. Clone is. It could be a son. It could be a son. We don't. I mean, it's been twenty-five years. Well, I think I like the son idea that it probably is his son. Or yeah, a a gang, a fellow gang member. He does (laughs) have. He has some hair in this picture. He does look like he, he just came out of the army. I mean, yeah. There's like a flat top going on there. Yeah, I just woke up, so. uh... I have no idea what's been happening out there. Uh, <laughs> I got to this full uh, it's about the uh, Entertainment Weekly uh, um, post and got a chance to look at those while having coffee and uh, go, wow, that's really cool. Oh, yeah, time to do the interview. So thanks, guys, and you can hear our full interview with them very soon. Please subscribe to us on iTunes and give us that five-star review. You can write to us at TwinPeaksUnwrapped.gmail.com. We're also part of the Reddit community for Twin Peaks. With that being said, I guess we're out of here. I swear it is true.
Say